Welcome to the Online Store Success Podcast with me, Jody Minto. If you have or are planning on launching your very own online store, you are in the right place, my friend. I'm your host, Jody Minto, an award-winning e-commerce mentor, online fashion business owner, and speaker based on the central coast of New South Wales. I started my own online fashion store from scratch as a side hustle when I was working full-time in the corporate world, juggling young children and living in the Middle East. Today, that side hustle is a seven-figure-a-year online fashion brand with stockists and customers all over the world. Join me each week for real talk, lessons and strategies that I used in order to build up Island Co. to the million-dollar-a-year business it is today. The lessons and strategies I share with you each week will help you build and scale your very own successful e-commerce fashion business too, because I know how my life has changed for the better after launching my own business, and I want the same for you. Hello and welcome to this episode of Online Store Success with me, Jodie Minto. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I am here to talk about how to set your retail prices in your online store, because deciding on your recommended retail price is often a difficult decision. We obviously are in business to make a profit, I hope, but we also have that fear of not wanting to overprice our products and then make zero sales. Many, many online store owners find themselves antagonizing over their prices. So let me share with you some considerations you need to think about before you set your prices. Right, let's begin. So after running my own online fashion store, Island Co. for over seven years now, plus working with many other e-commerce brands, this is what I've discovered. There are many hidden expenses that eat into your profit margins. We are definitely in a dollars and cents game. If you set your prices too low, you will make zero profits or worse, you will make a loss on most of your sales. Acquiring a customer who spends $20 is just as costly and difficult as it is to acquire a $200 customer. And what I've also noticed is often the cheaper priced customers are often the hardest to serve. If I want to make $2,000 in revenue or sales and I'm selling a $200 dress, I only need to sell 10 dresses. Versus if I'm selling a $20 dress, I then need to sell 100 dresses to make the same amount of revenue. It's clear that selling less at a higher price point is often easier in order to achieve that same revenue goal. We also need to look at advertising costs because they eat into your profit margins very quickly. For example, I can spend anywhere between $20 and even $100 in Facebook or Instagram advertising to make one sale. So if I'm selling a $200 dress that I've manufactured myself, so I have already a healthy profit margin and it costs me $100 to make that sale, I'm probably breaking even. However, If I'm selling $20 dresses and trying to run Facebook and Instagram ads to make that sale and it costs me the same amount to get that conversion, I am in big, big trouble. Some of the most successful e-commerce fashion brands I've worked with are those that sell higher priced items. For example, more than $150 per style or more. This means that the average cart order is a lot higher And they also have a lot more profit margin to play with, regardless of whether they're manufacturing or reselling another product. B2B 
because if even if you're purchasing another label and it's a $300 dress, you're probably purchasing that dress for around $150. So you still have got $150 profit margin depending on your taxes and whichever country you might be in. But you know, you've got quite a good chunk of money to still be able to dabble and try and spend money on ads in order to convert that sale and make more of those sales. Also, we need to consider that most of our websites offer some sort of discount to customers on their first purchase. So if you are selling a $20 dress and then you're offering $10 off their first order and then you also then need to pay GST out of that, the cost of the dress was probably $10, anywhere between $5 and $10. And then if you're running ads, you are making a huge, huge loss. So you need to consider all of the elements around what makes up your prices. So when we consider setting our retail prices, we need to think about three things. First of all, who are you serving? Second, what is your niche? And three, what's the cost of goods sold, i.e. how much does it cost you to secure that product ready to sell it? So for example, if you're planning on targeting teens or twin girls, let's say, and you're trying to sell a $200 beach dress to them, you're going to find it quite the challenge. I have a teenage girl and I am the one that is spending and paying for all of her clothes. And if she came to me and said, mum, I want this $200 beach dress, I would be saying no. Because as most kids and teens and tweens, they spill stuff all over it. They get tired of it very quickly and they're still growing at the speed of light. So if your business model is set up targeting that particular demographic where mum's still paying for the product and wouldn't necessarily see the value in a $200 dress, it's going to be a very steep climb. Also, you need to think about the demographic that you're selling to and the product. So is it a good market fit? So again, you know, selling expensive goods to teens or tweens is probably not a great idea or it's going to be a bit more challenging to get those conversions. So for example, for Island Co, our target demographic is ladies, probably I'd say 40 and up. So they've got a little bit more disposable income and targeting them for products around the $150, $160 mark isn't as difficult as if I was trying to sell that same price product to a much younger audience. So you need to think about your niche and who it is that you're selling to, because despite the cost of your goods, how much they cost you, there might not be a good match around your your ideal retail price and who it is that you're selling to. So definitely consider that. The most important part of the puzzle is actually knowing your cost of goods sold so or your COGS. So this needs to include the finished landed cost of producing or sourcing the product, any shipping costs, including sending samples to and from the factory, the cost of shipping the product to the customer if you offer free shipping, the cost of the design work, the whether that's print design, whether that's tech packs, any contractors or consultants hired during that creation process. You need to think about screens. If you're doing screen printing, I know I did a little bit of screen printing. I don't anymore because screen printing, they make up two or three or four different screens and then you have to outlay for those for a particular print. And then if you don't want to do that print again, well, then they're just, they're just disposed of. So it's an unnecessary cost, but a cost nonetheless. Also, you need to think about the bags, tags, the mailers, any kind of thank you cards, 
that you might send out tissue paper stickers that you use to send your items to the customer. So you need to include all of those things into your cost of goods sold. And don't forget any GST uh, for those in Australia, you're instantly going to lose 10% off the top of your sale. So you need to consider that. So let's talk about once you know what that, that cost of goods sold is, that landed cost of that product, let's say for argument's sake is $15 and I'm ordering 100 the total cost of those finished product is $1,500. Then I tally up all of the other costs incurred to bring that design to life, including shipping samples to and from, screen costs or printing costs or graphic print design costs, designer costs, tech pack costs, shipping the bulk production, which might be another $1,500. So the total cost for those 100 units is more likely to be around $3,000, particularly shipping at the moment is, is a huge, huge cost. So the true cost of each of those items to me is actually $30, which is very different from $15 at first glance when you look at the quote from the factory. So once you have this number, you need to then consider whether or not you're offering different afterpay type payment options because they can take up to 8% as well. So you might lose 8% of any order if your customer then pays via afterpay. Also, I know I haven't looked at it recently, but I know Previously, if a customer then returned an item that they'd used Afterpay, I wouldn't get that 8% back from Afterpay. They deduct it off my next payout. I don't get that back. So if they're using Afterpay and then they're using a 10% discount code or free shipping, that all eats into that profit margin as well. You also need to consider whether or not you plan on wholesaling your product. So if you're like me and you manufacture your own product and would like to wholesale your products, to other resellers, whether that's face-to-face boutiques or I've just been to Hamilton Island, so there's a little resort stalls and things there that would be perfect for Island Co garments. If I want to approach them and say, hey, would you like to stock Island Co in your store, they obviously need a markup as well. So generally their markup is 100%. So say they buy something from me for $75, they are then going to double the price and sell it to their customer at $75. So you're instantly selling that product at half the retail price. So if you don't have the profit margin in it, wholesale will definitely not be an option for you. So you need to almost work once you've got your cost of goods sold and then looking at your retail, your ideal retail price and then figuring out if you want to wholesale, you need to do the math and see whether or not that's going to work. Always remember that you can start at a higher price and then later discount if need be or if it's a slow moving product. It's very difficult to raise your prices after you've been selling it for a while unless you've made some sort of significant changes or added value in some way. So I hope these tips have been helpful to you. I cover more on this and a a formula around figuring out your retail prices in my online program called Online Store Success, which is an eight-week program taking you week by week through different modules of building and scaling your own online fashion, lifestyle, or children's wear store. You can find out more about it at jodyminto.com under courses and Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Online Store Success with Jody Minto. If you loved it, please share it with your friends on Instagram and tag me at I am Jody Minto so I can say thank you. And if you really want to make my day, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like my help in starting or scaling your online store, be sure to check out my free resources and programs at jodyminto.com. Thanks again and best of luck with your store. Oh, 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 o